What's up, dirds? I'm Sean Dooley. And I'm Brandon Dooley. And welcome to the Super Happy Dirt Time Podcast. Where we bring you the latest in gaming, TV, movies, and other nerd shit. We're back, nerds. This week we talk Far Cry 5. Pacific Rim Uprising, Ready Player One, and instead of a top five, we have a very, very special interview. Let's get it. What's up, nerds? Welcome to Super Happy Nerd Time. Hey, guys. Episode 158. 158 episodes later, Sean. We we took a little bit of a break because we're trying to figure out, we want to kind of reformat how we do the podcast every week because trying to come up with new top fives every week was fucking miserable. But everybody was thinking about us for the last month, so do we really take yeah. a break? They're all just jacking it. It's That's Inception, it. dude. I mean, the upside Inception. is, is we've just been posting memes like crazy, bro. Yeah, we made up for our lack of podcasts with the meme game strong yeah, and the stream awesome. game strong. We're now streaming on like 17 different platforms all the time, so what up? Anyway, we want to appreciate. We want to appreciate. Yeah, yeah. Dude. you need to we make want us to appreciate. appreciate. Um, yeah, we appreciate everyone who's kind of stuck around. We're like I said, we're trying to reformat. We're hoping to start doing more interviews and things like that to put in lieu of doing a top five every week. But we'll still do top fives. But it's just more fun if we get other people involved. Dude, I think it's the so. nerd version of the Joe Rogan experience. We're gonna oh, be yeah. number one in the in the world. Talk about being libertarian, bro. Up, Fuck dude. yeah. And Killing weed and it. stuff. Killing it, bro. And how I like it. have a black belt or whatever. Yeah, uh, black belt's so hard. And anyway, so hope everyone's been doing good. It's uh, right at the end of March. And very true, Sean. It is the 30th of March. I will be happy. March has like been miserable the last couple of years for some reason. That's so, because your birthday falls in that month. I know. And normally that was always a fun time. But last year it was like, now nah, here's a bunch of shit. And this year it's like, all right, here's some more shit. So I, I'll be happy. Like. Just give me April and be done with this crap. But a uh, lot to catch up on. So I think we're going to start off. We'll do some kind of house cleaning here. We'll go back and talk about some of the things that we missed the last few weeks um, to catch you up to speed. And then we'll jump into our nerd news. So I'm pretty excited about that. But um, yeah, I mean, so one of the movies that we did not get to talk about because there was kind of a lull. So I didn't see a whole lot of movies over the last month, but we did go see Game Night. And I think Game Night actually released the day after we did our last podcast. Yes. Um, And it was fantastic. I loved it. It was um, utterly ridiculous, but it was like a really fun, dumb comedy and... I don't know. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. I think it had a lot of really, uh, a lot of really cool elements to it. There was a lot of uh, they they tried to make a lot of plot twists, and you're kind of like, wait, so what's happening? Yeah, what's that was that was interesting. You, I wasn't expecting it to have any kind of big twists and turns. You know, I have going to say, into I don't it, know the actor's name, but the actor that plays the cop is arguably my favorite in that entire. Oh, movie. Uh, oh man, I can't remember. He's also in like the new Black Mirror, and he's in he's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he was in uh, the last couple seasons of Breaking Bad. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, the redneck kid. I can't remember what his name is, but he was also in Fargo, the show. Apparently, well, I think yeah. he's actually having a kid with Kirsten Dunst because they were in Fargo together, and they like are together now. 
Oh, cool. So, cool. hey, good on you, bro. Congrats. I wonder yeah. if they do Spider-Man kisses. I know, right? Um, but he was fantastic in it as the the cop neighbor in Game Night. And yeah, it was great. everyone else was really funny in it. And I don't know. It was just very enjoyable to me. Yeah, definitely check uh, Game Night out. That was a good yeah. time. Rachel McAdams was awesome in it. I wasn't yeah, sure how to feel. Yeah, like, she, like, was. she hadn't really done a R-rated comedy since Wedding Crashers. And even in Wedding Crashers, she was kind of only the Meh. side character, yeah. you know? And um, she was, I thought she was really fucking funny in it. And yeah, I enjoyed it. Also, Jessica Jones season two came out and Jay I Jones. watched all that shit. It was I'm not through great. it yet, but I am, I think I'm like six or seven episodes in or something like that. I loved it. I thought That's it was really sweet. cool. It, um, I mean, it's, it's different. You know, I think a lot of people that don't like Jessica Jones don't like that it's not really a superhero show. You know, it's more of a, like a noir detective show and. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. They had some interesting, like, characters kind of go off the deep end and stuff a bit in the show. That was pretty crazy. But overall, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Kristen Ritter is awesome. So, yeah, she's really good as Jessica Jones. And I like that they have what's his name kind of be a bigger character. Um, her neighbor, yeah, the he's the like former the junkie, yeah, yeah, slash, like PA now, yeah, he was really good. Um, I don't know. It was pretty interesting. This one kind of dives more into the characters where the first season she's completely haunted and trying to deal with and end up killing uh, Kilgrave or whatever. Kilgrave, yeah. But in this one, it's kind of like each character kind of has their own thing going on. And I, don't know, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Lots yeah. of cool, crazy twists and stuff in that. I'd say definitely check it out. It's very adult oriented. Especially if you already have Netflix because it's free at that point. So just shizzle. Um, and then finally... The last movie we saw was last Friday, Pacific Rim Uprising. Pew, 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 pew. I had a choice of what I wanted to see on my birthday. I could have seen Isle of Dogs or The Death of Stalin, two movies I still really want to see. I chose Pacific Rim Uprising yep. because yep. I knew I was going to be at least kind of drunk. So, And it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was... I don't think it was as good as the first one. No, definitely not. But it still... like. Story and all that was kind of eh. It was entertaining, but the I thought the fight scenes were way more fun in this one than yeah, the they first were. one. Because my my biggest Although issue they with did the ruin first one, Charlie Day's character for me though. See, I kind of liked that twist a little bit too. No, I liked I liked the twist, but I hate the actual lines that gave him to say. Oh yeah, because he was a total doucher. But it wasn't even. It was just like. I don't know. It, it was it was too much, I think, for that. But you tried to make him like a badass. Yeah, like a yeah, and it just was not. It didn't flow well because it didn't match his previous. He's a nerd. You know? He needs to always okay, be a nerd. Here it is. Here it is. And that's no, no, no. It. perfect analogy. So it's like in Spider-Man Three when they had that scene where a motherfucker's walking down the street, yeah. and like I'm a badass, and yeah, the yeah. jazz club and shit. That's what I felt like Charlie Day's character was like. No, like, oh, no come Peter on, Parker. what the fuck? <laughs> but it was still an entertaining movie and definitely worth a watch. Well, and I like the way I did think that was like they did a good job tying it back to the first one where he's yeah. his uh, Idris Elba's son. Yep. So at least that was a cool way. It wasn't just like, cool, we're gonna do this weird offshoot because yeah. no one else was able to come back from the first movie. And I kind of wish they would have spent more time on him balling out of control and like these fucked up. Like mansions that are where the kaiju's. Yeah, from. the intro it kind of moved go. quickly. Yeah, it was like we're gonna start it with something and then just kind of blow through it right away. And yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Well, that was the weird thing about the movie. I mean, it was like two hours long, yeah. and it. 
I don't know. It like moved very quickly, then slowed way down for a bit, yeah. and then yes. then it's like the last forty five minutes is all just like kaiju battles, which that is I'm not complaining yeah. about that because that was you know um, in the first movie, you know, a lot more of it was kind of. I don't, I don't know how to really... They were, like, trying to it figure out the kaiju and everything. way better in the first one. Yeah. Like everything just flowed better. But my issue with the first one is that they introduce all these Jaeger, like, pilots, and they all fucking they die in the all. first battle. Like, nice. They they spend all this time, like, introducing, like, yeah, these are the best of the best, and then they all die as soon as they get, you know, put out there to go fight. They all die, and only two of them survive for the rest of the movie. And nice. whereas in this one, they had, like five of them and they were fighting a lot in the last battle which i thought was really cool yeah so. well the, the but it was main, during the day the which i also thought was, was weird. they're not they weren't officially pilots yet yeah. until towards the end of the but movie, at least we get but... to see more battling so you get to see yeah they, all they, these I different types the of Jaegers, you're right about cool. that dude when they started the battling that's when it was really fun it was kind of the in-between where you're like Meh. come on yeah well, and it was interesting. I think the reason the first one looked so cool, even though there wasn't that many battles, is because it was almost always at night. Yeah. Whereas in this yeah. one, every battle is during the day. Very true. Which was very, very true. Like, kind of takes the fun out of the kaiju a little bit because in the first one, they have this like glow about them. They have yeah, that blue they're, they're glow. They're a lot freakier in the first. Yeah. One. And and this one, they're. I mean, it's straight up like Godzilla battle in the middle yeah. of Tokyo or whatever, which. Yeah, quite really literally. Cool. It's Dude, amazing. and you see so many people die in the beginning of that, yeah. that whole epic like night, night. final battle scene, which takes... I mean, it's literally like a 40-minute battle towards the end of the movie. It's just the It's like whole... a battle in Monster Hunter. Yeah, yeah. It was it was fun, though. I enjoyed it. If you want to see just kind of like a dumb, fun... Check it out. Uh, ...action movie, this was a good one, I think. Um... And yeah, I guess that's it for. I don't know if there's any other. I know recently, uh, Thor and Justice League and Star Wars: The Last Jedi and Jumanji all came out on Blu-ray over the last couple weeks. That is true. That and happen. all great, all solid. I would watch all of them. I I picked up The Last Jedi, but I haven't watched it because I know there's supposed to be a pretty good amount of deleted scenes in there. Nice. So we'll see what that adds to the movie i really wish that they would do what they did with i mean no other i don't think any other movies done it as well where the director's cut like for batman vs superman made the movie infinitely better yeah because you know these movies all exist like the best with the exception of maybe suicide squad i feel like i was gonna say every one that the director's every cut other one of these mean. probably has a better movie hidden in there somewhere that they record even so pacific rim uprising from what i heard is i they had actually, I thought they had actually recorded flashback scenes with Idris Elba, but they didn't end up having it in the final movie. Lame. But that means they exist somewhere. And Charlie Hunnam, the only reason he didn't come back is because he was doing that super awesome King Arthur movie that ended up Whoa. doing really well. Yeah, so that was a good call. The box office. Yeah, uh, I think it's supposed to be one of the biggest flops of all well, that time. That was a good. Movie, so. That was a good uh, step in then for. Um, uh, Idris Elba. No, for. Oh. Uh, Damn it, man! The lead actor. Oh, I'm forgetting his name. Oh, from Star Wars. Oh, god damn it! Now I can't. John remember. Boyega. Yeah, John Boyega. Yeah, that was a good, good step in you, for him. I you want to know what's funny? So I was looking at reviews or stuff on Facebook about Pacific Rim Uprising, and people were talking about like how they hate him in Star Wars. I was like, really? Okay. And then how they hated him in Attack the Block. I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? That's like. 
Easily the best so role he's ever done. Him in Star Wars, probably because he was a black stormtrooper, because apparently that's a fucking thing to hate. Uh, and then I think they don't like him because he is kind of a doucher in it. Yeah, he's like a not as cool Han Solo. Yeah, that's definitely what they kind of made him into. But yeah. he, but uh, whatever. He sucks in Battlefront too. I'll tell you that he's like oh. the worst <laughs> character to fucking play as. But um, yeah, and how could you not like him in Attack the Block? Yeah, he was awesome. Trust. Yeah, trust. I can't so trust good. any reviews from somebody who says they didn't like him and attacked the block. Yeah. Facebook is Bullshit. just a toxic place to read comments on anything. So yeah. it's, you know. Um, but I just, yeah. Dope. Pacific Rim Uprising, it was fun. This weekend I'm determined I'm going to go see Isle of Dogs, the new Wes Anderson film. I really, really want to see it. And then uh, The Death of Stalin, I really, really want to see. I saw a really funny video uh, where they were trying to intro Wes Anderson movies. Mm. And they had to switch it all up, and they're like, "I mean, Wes Anderson film. Uh, oh wait, the epic voice is too much. Does anyone do a good Alec Baldwin? We need an Alec Baldwin here. <laughs> okay, awesome. great. In a world where something, something, something. That's <laughs> awesome. And they're just like, it's really funny because they're uh, basically making fun of how Wes Anderson films are more like hipster than everything else. Yeah. And so they were like making fun of that. It was really good. That's his whole go-to. I yeah, they're good though. I, mean, I know. Not bad I movies. I'm hoping that Isle of Dogs is really good. I've heard great things about it. I really did. Uh, Grand Budapest like Hotel was okay. Shit? I was annoyed that it was the one that got like the most accolades ever of any of the movies he's ever yeah. done. Because I would put that in probably my bottom two of Wes Anderson films ever. That oh, and Darling Jim are like, dealing with like, it. Yeah, when Easter. you watch the movies, Wes Anderson, you or watch the films from Wes Anderson. There's a lot of moments where you don't know if you should laugh or not, and then yeah. it shows the scene from, um, uh, God, what's the sub one with um, Bill Murray? Oh yeah, where Life Aquatic. Go, yeah, Life Aquatic, and he's in like the conference or whatever the awards or whatever the hell it is, and he's like, "Why are they laughing?" Because everyone else is laughing because they thought he told a joke, but he's yeah. serious. It's beautiful. I see. That's another. That's one I really, really love is Life Aquatic yeah. and uh, Royal Tenenbaums. Take Tenenbaum's acid and watch favorite. Wes Anderson films, and you'll. Find a new world. You feel like you're in 1950. Yeah. Super cool. Um, but yeah, so those are a couple. The Death of Stalin looks really friggin' good. It's um, it's actually directed no by the creator of Veep. You are replacing him. Yeah. So And it, the cast is fantastic. I, I'm just really excited. It's supposed to be kind of like a Monty Python bumbling kind of idiot movie about after Stalin dies and all of his underlings are trying to figure out who's going to take his spot and whoever, I can't remember the actor's name, but whoever plays Stalin's son in it is hilarious because the whole time he's just like screaming at everyone and they all (laughs) keep trying to just get him kicked out of the room. He's just like, he's my dad and I'm taking it over and blah, blah. And they just, yeah, it was, it looked pretty fucking funny. So I really want to see that. It's also gotten great reviews. Um, but I guess now we'll jump into nerd news time. Yeah. Game on boy. All the housekeeping. We're finally caught up here. So, yeah, yeah, if we missed right. anything, let us know. What do you got, Brandon? But, uh, so, Far Cry 5 is out, and mm-hmm. apparently people are loving it. Um, I haven't played it, so I couldn't dive too deep into it, but I do know they removed the mini-map, which a lot of people were kind of stoked about, so you could focus more on like the game, because apparently it's like a beautifully rendered game. Like mm-hmm. It looks amazing. Um, you can do the you know, attention to detail stuff. Also, they have uh, they added specialists and guns for hire, which apparently adds a really fun little take on the game. So that's kind of cool. Um, one of the major issues that people brought up, what well, it wasn't really a major issue, but one of the more annoying things is that apparently the the major missions 
uh, can be like a huge pain in the ass, like above and beyond pain in the ass to like oh, get through, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, it's very much like you're a, I mean, Far Cry, for those of you who haven't played it, you're basically like a one-man army that just goes around uh, kind of doing his thing throughout this crazy universe. So it's it's a lot of fun. Apparently the fifth one's really good. I have a few friends that have been playing it and said it's amazing. So that's one to check out. I need to play that soon. Yeah, I, I so I was ready to go pick it up. And then all of the preview reviews I saw were like, okay. Yeah. So I'd say like 7 out of 10 maybe. And so I thought, okay, well, I'll wait on it. But the reviews have steadily gotten a little bit better. And so on Metacritic right now, it's at 84 out of 100, which when I checked a few days ago, like what, like the day it came out, it was like at a 70 or 71. Yes, it's gone up. The weird thing is, is that now they do more reviews in progress. You know what I mean? So they don't, uh, I don't know if maybe that means they're just not getting the games early anymore. So they're not able to do it because now... You know, like GameSpot, IGN, and some other places I follow, they'll put, it's weird, they'll put out a review, kind of, but they'll say in progress, so it'll start at, like, a 7, yeah, and then it'll and work then its way up, it'll work up. its way down, and it fluctuates over time, which is a weird way to do it, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, um... It, is. it, it all know. revolves around money, one way or the other. Like, yeah. they just have, you know, somehow getting it, getting the whole game early, either doesn't make them money or it does something but yeah it's always interesting to see that because you're like well i don't know how to like do i buy the game do i not buy the game what is it good yeah don't don't but, get don't tell me it's like an eight and then when i go buy it and then two days later you're like okay well, we're for real finished reviewing it this time it's actually a four so that sucks you just pissed away sixty dollars yeah. um but yeah it's kind of crazy and again it kind of goes back to what we've talked about a few times where are they just not planning on releasing full games anymore so this is just how they do it right this yeah. is how the game publishers do it they put out a game and then they just keep making tweaks which as we said on the one hand is good because you can keep making changes based on what people are bitching about you know in your game or finding flaws in it but on the other hand why bother putting out a full game if you can just keep updating it yeah over yeah. time so i don't know Classic. we'll see the ever-expanding game World. platform <laughs> blah 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 um but yeah i don't know i check out far cry it seems interesting at least the plot seems interesting enough that it should be pretty fun you know yeah, and if you can get definitely. like 20 hours of gameplay out of, i would say in this day and age if you can get 20 hours of fun gameplay out of a game then it's probably it worth, worth it, it. yeah yep. because Agreed. there's other games that you'll shell out 60 dollars and it sucks asshole yeah and from like the start so battlefront Battlefront. I yeah. will say the second I've Battlefront. I've got more than twenty hours at Battlefront. Though, I was gonna say sure. this is the one thing I will give them credit for. In the new Battlefront, I actually enjoyed the story mode. Yeah, the single player yeah, campaign yeah. I thought was really fun. It wasn't super long, but it was awesome that it's kind of canon and it uh, feeds into the story, the overarching uh, universe, pretty well. So that was nice. Yes, I don't know sir. why this turned into a Battlefront conversation. <laughs> it always does, it damn it. To. It always has to tie back to Star Wars one way or the other. It always fucking does. Um, but, yeah, so aside from Far Cry 5 coming out, um, Fortnite just had a big update where they added things like a guided missile and all this other crazy shit. And I had my experience with the guided missile, and it's pretty crazy because some games, like even Call of Duty, like you drop a guided missile, but it goes pretty much like straight down you can kind of move it around right but you can't like bring it back oh, up okay. into the air and then go left and right and back down so and you back can up. like fly it yes yeah, so you can oh, literally cool. fly this guided missile like this is like 
the exact term of a guided missile, I guess. Uh, but so it's really annoying because if you get one of those, I the only way to stop it is by building directly in front of it right before it hits you. Otherwise, there's literally no way because they'll. I had a guy that flew one and did like a random, it like lagged or something. He did like a 90 degree turn around a wall to hit me. And then another one came in and he like blew it up over behind me, but just close enough where it killed me. And I was like, what the fuck is going on with this guy to <laughs> missile shit? But um, yeah, Fortnite, and they're, they're having issues with servers like they always do when they release shit. It's one of those games that. Well, dude, they especially have... after the Ninja Drake thing, that yeah, exploded. Yeah. So now there's yeah. like. He, a million um, more people playing the game. Yeah, uh, it was Ninja and Drake and Travis Scott and somebody else that well, all played. Did you see, uh, who was it? Um, Carl Anthony Towns and, oh, I can't remember the other NBA player. They, like, were, one of them was, I think it was Carl Anthony Towns was, like, live streaming or something. Yeah, or, like, yeah. recording himself playing. And he's trying to get the other player to keep playing. And, I, God, I can't remember who it was. But he... The other guy was like, no, no, like, I got a game tomorrow. And Carl Anthony Towns like, oh, well, who are you playing? He goes, oh, we're playing the Atlanta Hawks tomorrow. He's like, dude, fuck that. You can play, man. They <laughs> suck. Shit. I was like, that is awesome. Yeah, man, it's going to be, there's going to be so much more of that because celebrities that play games already, especially a lot of athletes, a lot of athletes love yeah. playing video games. And what they're realizing now is like, oh, shit, there's this thing called Twitch where if I just record myself playing, I'm going to make like an extra million dollars a year just yeah. doing that. And so they're just like, fuck it. Yeah, I'll set up a camera and do this. And they pay somebody. They come over, set it all up, and yep. then they just play. So that's what a lot of them are doing. So don't be surprised if a lot more celebrities are doing that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, Ninja, dude, I couldn't even imagine. He's like 27, I think, or 26. And between, like, YouTubes and everything, he's probably making a million dollars a month. That's fucking nuts. That's just insanity. But it is cool to see him play with Drake and those guys. That was always fun. He's also like the best Fortnite player yeah, he's, ever pretty yeah, much, right? He, yeah, so. for the most part. Yeah, he's like the best Fortnite that, player. I think time. that probably helps a little bit at least. It does. He I've also, watched him play a little bit and I literally have never played this game. And I was like, holy hell, what the hell's happening? Yeah. He's just like, it's like he's building a Sims house while he's also like Shooting jumping on top shit. of the house that he's building yeah. and killing people as he's also building it. And I was like... What the fuck is going on? Yeah, he is he is unbelievably good, and he also was a pre. I think it was CS:GO that he played previously professionally. Yeah, so he kind of already oh, had helps. a following yeah. um, from you know really nerd gamers that are super into that, and they were following him. And then Fortnite came out. He started playing on it, got really good right off the bat, and just blew up with the game. So it was kind of cool. So he started out. We're gonna have to get you into some tournament play, well, bro. I know, man. Well, even on Twitch, he started out with just like a few thousand followers or yeah. something on Twitch, and like literally a few months ago when Fortnite came out, and then he got so good, and then it just started because Doctor Disrespect was kind of like the dude at the time. And then he started doing this. Fortnite started growing like crazy. Everyone started playing it. And so now the guy's got, like, he beat, like, every record on Twitch for, like, the amount of people to watch one stream, how many subscribers you have, follow, all that shit. He broke all those records. So. That's awesome. Kudos to him. Um, but, yeah, yeah, aside from that, last thing I got, Ready Player One is out, my dude. Yeah. Ready Player Rachel One Rachel saw it out. last night. I'm going to go see it uh, actually after this. So yeah. I'm super interested to see that. Um, if you guys don't know what Ready Player One is, it's a new movie directed by Steven Spielberg. Um, that's based on a novel and it's uh, basically in the year 2045 people can escape their harsh reality in the oasis an immersive virtual world where you can go anywhere do anything be anyone the only limits are your own imagination uh, the oasis create creator james halliday left his immense fortune and control of the oasis to the winner of a contest designed to find a worthy heir 
when unlikely hero Wade Watts conquers the first challenge of the reality-bending treasure hunt, he and his friends, known as the High Five, are hurled into a fast or fantastical universe of discovery and danger to save the Oasis and yep. their world. So, from what Rachel told me is, if you've read the book, go into it with a very open mind. And I back this up by reading some other people's reviews on it, where it strays quite far from the book. The book. And that the, almost the, the majority case. of this movie... I'd say Rachel said like probably eighty to nine percent of the movie takes place in the VR world. So oh wow, yeah, just be, be ready, ready for, for that. that eh? sort of, yeah, well, because yeah, I was I going into hoping cool. it was like the book because I really enjoyed the book. But yeah, and I think it'll be. I think it'd be cool. I didn't read the book. Uh, I'm actually kind of glad I don't read fantasy books because then when the movies come out, I can see them and not give a shit. I'm not like oh damn it, the book was way better. I'm just like cool, it was good. But. Um, yeah, it's apparently as of right now, it's got a seventy-eight percent critic score and an eighty percent audience score. So apparently, it's pretty good. Yeah, I think it'll be. I'll let you know. Rachel said it was really fun, so cool. she she enjoyed. Well, there it. There we go. That's all I got. What do you got? Uh, so actually, kind of cutting over some other sciencey nerd news, Tesla had a huge recall this week. Um, their largest recall ever. They did it voluntarily though. Um, over faulty Model S steering, they actually. Um, there are 123,000 vehicles built before April 2016 that are affected by this. So I know. If you have a Tesla Model S, maybe and go get it checked out. Just to put that in perspective, I think most companies like Ford and GM and all those guys have like 15 of those a year of these recalls. It's just because it's Tesla and it's like their first one. But yeah, if you have a Model S, definitely, uh, especially with the steering, you know, probably not a good thing to lose control yeah. of. Well, and they got ahead of it, too. So there's no injuries or crashes have been reported in connection with the problem. So that's good. Um, but, yeah, so definitely get those checked out. That was like, it, it's That'd interesting. Be pretty cool you if know, you had a bunch of people that have Model S's that listen to the podcast. Fuck, yeah. All the rich people with all their... <laughs> Yo, send us that money, dog. <laughs> um, but that's all the nerd news we have for this week. Uh, we're going to take a quick break with... I'll go first, my song of the week. This is Electric 6 with Danger... High Voltage, since I'm seeing them tonight in Austin. They're on tour, so check them out. They are insane, and the shows are only like 15 bucks, so definitely check it out. But we'll be back with a very special interview, so enjoy.
danger, danger. High voltage. When we touch. When we kiss. Oh, beautiful. Sounds like I'm at the concert. Dude, you know, it was it, it was almost 10 years after they had released that album and they finally admitted that that's Jack White doing the high, higher oh, parts really? on there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Because they're all from Detroit, but it was like rumored forever that that's who it was, but no one in Electric Six or Jack White would admit to it. And then finally they were like, yeah, all right. It was yeah, that was us. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. That's cool. But I anyway. Was, I was assumed it was the chick. Yeah, well, because even in the video, it's like an old lady. Yeah, it does it. Yeah. Yeah, with glowing breasts, which is super, that whole video is super crazy. And uh, Dick Valentine, the lead singer, is just making out with her on top of like a camel or whatever the fuck is going on. Anyway, that was Electric Six with Danger, High Voltage. Nice. Good, crazy party shit. So now we're going to jump into, uh, we got a a guest uh, coming into into the, the studio right now. Um, this, oh, uh, yeah, hello, who was that? Who's yeah, 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 we're ready for you. We're ready for you. Go ahead and come on. Yeah, so, uh, hey man, how's it going? So, our uh, that was, guest today, that was them clopping in. Our guest today is, uh, uh, a professional social media manager who, uh, also is nerdy as fuck and, uh, has a lot of really cool insight into a lot of shit. So, I figured we'd grill him a little bit, see what's going on. And, uh, yeah, so you guys have never heard this guy before. Uh, definitely have no idea who he is. Elon Musk. Welcome. It's Elon Musk. Hey, what's up? Hello. Uh, yeah. So actually, with our new interview format, we're gonna be uh, hopefully interviewing different folks from different strokes uh, all over the place. Um, that sounded. A lot of I was trying off. to make that. Yeah, there we go. I was trying to make that more sexual. Uh, you know, future going forward. So we're gonna give this a shot and see how it goes. Um, our first guest is none other than Sean, who oh, uh, also happens to be the other half of this podcast. Um, but I wanted to do this. This was my idea because I thought there was some really cool shit that he knows that a lot of people don't know, especially because a lot of the folks that listen to us are creative in their own ways. They have they write comics, they uh, you know make music or stream or create stuff, and some of them even have their own businesses, and I thought it would be really interesting to learn more about uh kind of what it is that sean does what what's in that field and uh you know just grill him a little bit this is like a easy test run for us for yeah. doing interviews so uh, hey, hey sean i'm interviewing you all right bro yay god damn it I'm so um, into it <laughs> all right so first off your birthday was uh not too long ago last friday one week I- Ago, I, I heard something about a concert that you went to or something like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know why I didn't talk about this at the top of the podcast. This is fucking ridiculous. We went to... So the day after my birthday, on Saturday, we had kind of an all-day barbecue. Everyone brought their dogs over. There was like eight dogs here. Seymour's having the time of his life because Seymour, my dog's birthday, is on the 29th of March. So his actual birthday was yesterday. So we did a co-birthday party. He turned two, so he's like a teenager in dog years. He's like rebellious now and, you know, like smoking cigarettes. And I was going to say, I thought I saw him rolling his own uh, American Staying out past curfew. Little bastard. teenagers, man. I know. Um, So we just did that, um, and it was a really fun barbecue. And we got kind of drunk while we were, because we brought out the beer darts, so we are playing beer darts. But then after that, um, we were going to go to the Mickey Avalon and Dirt Nasty show. It's the 11th anniversary of my dick tour, which I thought was (laughs) hilarious. 
And I knew that they had crazy... I don't know, that's the one that's like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, dun, my dun, dick. My dick yeah. looks like a pair of jeans. Your dick looks straight up scene or something along yeah. those lines. Uh, it's, it's like the silliest shit ever. And I knew... I was actually more excited to see Dirt Nasty just because I really liked a bunch of his songs, but they do so many songs together um, that... It's, it's been a little while since people uh, probably you know tuned in to I Dirt got Nasty. A gold chain like it was 1980. 1980. I'm on coke. Okay. okay, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. Dirt Nasty. All their songs are just like grimy garbage rap. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. So, so. so what I hear from the shows is that apparently they're really big on getting sometimes strippers, most of the time a lot of women from the audience. And, and just both. a lot of insanity going on on stage. What yeah. happened at this one? So we... We get down there, and I was, like, kind of drunk, but not super drunk when we got to the show. But then that's when everyone was like, cool, I'm going to buy shots. And and then it was good night? Well, it was like, everyone was buying me different kinds of shots, which is the worst. Like, oh, I probably would have been okay if it would have all been the same thing. But um, I know as soon as we got there, and the opener hadn't even started yet, and Jimmy goes up to the bar and buys, like, a Jaeger shot. But the lady poured like two half glasses of Jaeger. And I was like, oh, this is going to be Shout out to that bartender. So we drank those. And then I think I had like maybe one or two other shots after that. I didn't drink a whole lot, but it was just a weird mixture of stuff. So I the two openers, I remember they were pretty they were actually like really good rappers and then <laughs> yeah just uh, no Dirt nasty and mickey avalon are not known for their rapping ability yeah. it's uh um but and then dirt nasty came out first and he did like a couple songs and then they brought mickey avalon out who then did a couple songs and then they just did like the rest of the set together so okay. the majority of their set they just were like all of their stuff like alternating going back to back and they were all on stage together and they had these two, when Mickey Avalon came out, they had these two women up on stage that were like dancers. So they're dancing or whatever in fishnets and stuff, you know. And um, yeah, like those uh, like go go type dancers that like. Yeah, that, kind of. Definitely more raunchy like that, than like, that. Okay. So strippers. Um, they were strippers. Yeah, but I but you don't know it at the time because they're not getting naked and they're just dancing. Okay. And you're like, okay, this is kind of crazy. And then, um, and then they. They break, they start pulled like a couple more women up on onto the stage from uh, the, crowd. the crowd, and everyone's just like drunk as shit. Like everyone in the audience is drunk, and it was really fun because everyone wasn't crammed in. So like everyone had a little bit of their own space because so it was not a sold out show. Uh no, I mean it was fucking packed. There was a lot of people there, yeah. but Mohawk has so many like different balcony levels and shit. And it was just... You could get your grind on, no problem. Yeah, yeah. So good, good, that good. was... And then um, they're pulling... Each song, they like pull a couple more women up on stage. So then by the time they get to My Dick, which is the song they're going to play at the very end, by the time they get to that, um, like the stripper chicks just get completely nude. Uh, there's a bunch... There's probably like... 20 to 30 women up on stage at this point and a lot of them are just making out and it was it was insane beautiful i had heard that it was a crazy show but it was like still way crazier in person than i could have imagined nice so you and got i to... only remember all of it because i was recording a lot of it 
And so I went back and looked at my videos and I was like, holy shit. So I could, I did not so post them all publicly. I only posted a couple of snippets publicly because a lot of it was like real crazy. That's perfect because that'll lead into what we're going to talk about as to why you shouldn't strippers. post that publicly and strippers. Um, nice, nice. So it sounds like you had a good, yeah. uh, a good birthday night at the Mickey Avalon Dirt Nasty. It was fun. I, I was, I was at that point where I was super drunk where as everything was happening on stage, I was turning to everyone that was with us. And I was just kind of like putting my hands on my head, like, "What the hell is happening?" Yeah, right it's like now? that. It's like that medium drunk where you're like, "I don't know if I'm going to make it or not," and you're just debating that in your head while trying to understand what's happening yeah. around you. Yeah, it was pretty yeah, ridiculous. That's a good drunk. That is a good. Drunk. I was really hungover on Sunday. Yeah, I, it that fucking sucked. I haven't been that hungover in a really long time, and that was good. Good. Bad. Well, it sounds like the a good way to ring in your uh, your birthday. So, yeah. uh, all right, cool. We're kind of feeding off that. Um, Obviously, everybody, for the most part that listens to this, knows that you are our founder of Super Happy Nerd Time. You yep. make a bunch of ridiculous content, these podcasts, all that kind of stuff. But when we're not doing that, uh, you're also a social media manager. What is that? Um, well, so I well, do... Obviously, you manage social media, but yeah. I'm assuming there's more to it than that. Yeah. Uh, well, technically, I do like marketing for recruiters, So, but okay. through social media and shit. So what I do is I help companies um if they're trying to hire then put together a marketing plan so they can share all these job open job openings on social media and things like that and try to really okay get some people to look at the open positions that they have so okay but it's very niche but so it wasn't all but was it always used specifically for marketing to like is that specifically what you've done forever or has that been like uh well i know even for us you obviously do different things you know yeah by the way 90 percent of the shit you see on our facebook or our twitter <laughs> uh or instagram is usually sean me posting uh, dumbass memes yeah putting up he's the meme generator mm-hmm. for super happy nerd time but uh there's a lot there's a lot that goes into it from what i understand so for instance like let's say that I am, well, obviously for us, that's a, a good example, but like, let's say that there's someone that writes comics or they're a photographer or an artist or a musician or they have their own business or whatever it may be. Um, what is the importance of having a social media if you wanted to like grow that? Like what, what would like, uh, cool, I mean, put, like a Facebook post up. Well, all of it like, will help you share what you do. So you can okay. share your art or whatever, literally whatever you have, you can share it on all these different social media platforms. Um, I would say the interesting thing is Twitter is like very unregulated. So you can literally post whatever the fuck you want on there and they don't do shit about like you may get reported or whatever from other people, but Twitter just is, I mean, that's why all the alt-right groups use it and you have neo-Nazis and stuff on there all the time because they don't give a fuck on Twitter. And, um, so if you like, you know, going back to the Mickey Avalon videos, like if I would have posted that on probably Instagram or Facebook, they would have gotten taken down. But on Twitter, they wouldn't do shit because there's porn stars that run their pages that have videos of themselves like, you know, having sex or being naked or whatever on Twitter all the time. And they just, you know, don't regulate any of so it. So what I'm taking from that is that because I spend little to no time on Twitter, I need to up that and add every porn star on Twitter. Uh, I don't know. Twitter is a weird place now. It's uh. <laughs> It used to be like you could share cool news and stuff, and you can still do those things, but now it's just like, I don't know, garbage heap all the time. You know, like there's a lot of shit. You There's so many people on it now that you have to filter through so much crap to try to get good content out of there. And you really can. Um, Twitter is definitely like 
a conversation. You have to 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 build your Twitter. You have to find a bunch of people that are talking about what you want to talk about and just start conversation with them and be on there all the time. Like you really, unless you can get some interesting viral tweets or something to go big out of nowhere, you it's just like grind. You just have to grind it out on there. Whereas Facebook is a little bit easier because you can post videos, you can tag a bunch of good stuff. You can, I don't know, it's a little bit easier on Facebook. It's not quite as... Like everyone's timeline isn't as packed with shit as Twitter, you know. Like true, a tweet, true. a tweet's lifespan I think is like eight minutes. Okay. Whereas Facebook, it could be like twelve to twenty-four hours. Yeah, it's on there know, all day. Or Instagram, day. kind of the same way. So okay. it's a little different that way. So basically, like, so let's say that I was starting a stream or something, and I wanted to try and get people to watch it. I wanted to kind of make like a personality for myself, whatever it is. Um, you would recommend that I should I? I mean. Facebook and Twitter obviously seem pretty obvious to me. You know, you want to relate to people. It is a grind. Uh, but what, like, Instagram, is that is that worth my time? Like, I don't even know. Is that, you essentially just put pictures up and, like, tag shit in it, and people like that, or how? Yeah, it, Instagram's fun um, in that you can put... It's very visual, which is cool, you know? So, the um, I would say 99%. Some people still try to post some text-related crap in there, you know, like graphics with text or whatever yeah. on there, but... Um, you know, when you go on Instagram, you're going to see a lot of, it's all photos and video. And so it's very like visual, which makes it a lot more appealing to just spend time on it, scrolling through to see videos and that sort of thing. Um, whereas Facebook, Facebook is more personal, I think, than anything else at this point. I mean, you can have a brand on there and build it up that way, but a lot of it is going to be what you're seeing on Facebook is either people you follow or like your friends and family and that sort of shit. Um, and Facebook's new algorithm is making it harder for businesses to run um, on Facebook. So I don't know. It's it it yeah. all keeps evolving. And honestly, I think it's asinine that Facebook is trying to like push Didn't out. Didn't they get a bunch of shit stuff, recently but... for something? Didn't Zuckerberg get in a bunch of shit? For... Yeah, it was a big I data breach. I know nothing breach. about this. I just um, heard like, hey, Zuckerberg got under fire for something. Well, what they did is they allowed this company, um, oh crap, I can't remember, something, Cambridge Analytica, um, who was like a political information firm. So what they do is they just data mine the shit out of social networks to try to get information on um, to help, like, for instance, Ted Cruz was the first one to hire them for, during the 2016 election. And he wanted to get information, you know, on what the constituency base is and what people are interested in on Facebook and that sort of thing. Yeah. It makes sense that people would want that information, right? Yeah, a lot of but, people don't realize that. Like, when you're on – and this has been since day one. Like, for the most part, like, I've known always, like, whatever I do on Facebook, at they're going to know. At least within the last – 10 years when businesses started really utilizing yeah Facebook. so have you one thing i i thought was really strange is that yeah, google's the same say, way so yeah that's, so amazon say, is the same way all of them are the same way let's say that because I, I had this um not too long ago where i had google searched something i didn't do it on facebook i didn't look for it on facebook but as soon as i got back onto facebook all of a sudden i saw ads for shit that i had googled so like are they kind of intertwined so there's now, that it like um it can also pick up on like what you say into your microphones like all sorts of oh, shit okay. they have uh um, man that's intense yeah i mean my thing is is like i've known that for a long time yeah. and i just don't fucking care see i'm that you that's just how... have to not care like just understand 
there's people that are super upset about all of it, but it's like, dude, everything's out there. I don't know what to tell you. That's just how it is now. And well, you just and we put it all out there. Yeah, exactly. Like everyone's voluntarily doing it. I mean, the thing is, it's not like these companies are saying, "Hey, just an FYI, you're gonna put all your shit out there, and it's all gonna get sold to a bunch of different people." Like that's how all these algorithms work. Yeah. But at the same time, to act extremely surprised is to be like completely naive you know yeah. what i mean like there are a lot of people that were like i can't believe that facebook would do this i'm like what the fuck <laughs> Bro, are you they've talking been doing about? that shit for like yeah the last it's been ha- like 15 years facebook's entire business plan business model has been for years it's just we're gonna do some fucked up shit when people get pissed we'll roll it back a little bit but then we're gonna keep going again like that's just how they've always done things, and it's you know, well, and whatever. Zuckerberg basically founded Facebook by stealing his. Yeah, that's ideas. the thing too. So, like, like, dude, this motherfucker you, swiped an idea from why, okay, other so people. Like, I know, I know. Uh, uh, Gary V has been to, to. I know you got to see him at Texas State a few yeah. times. Uh, one thing that I thought was amazing that because I, I listened to a lot of him, like I don't want to get like pumped up about. It's like sometimes you just need like a kick, you know. It's not. I'm not like, oh, dude. Oh yeah, he's awesome. Good. Yeah. But like, if you're looking for someone who's like, dude, cut the bullshit, like get done whatever you're trying to get done right and now. Whereas you'll have Tony Robbins. It's like you need to believe in yourself. Yeah. Oh yeah. Gary Vee's like, like, dude, stop being a bitch and get the fuck yeah, out he's there. Like, and dude, I'm from an immigrant money, family. Like, fuck off. Yeah, I know yeah, what yeah. this is like. Yeah. yeah. But so one thing that I love that he said is like people don't realize, and he always calls him Zucks because I guess he was one of the first guys to like invest. So they're like or whatever it cracks me up but he's like people don't realize how much of a fucking gangster mark zuckerberg is they're like he mm-hmm. stole this idea from his friends built a multi-billion dollar industry off of it and he will go and he will like he's that he's the he's the white dude that's in the in the the crowd of like the black gangster dudes that you're like oh fuck like dave Chappelle did a bit on that where he's like that's the scariest motherfucker yeah. in the group because you don't know what he did to get there. He's yeah. always like the quiet one and then all this shit goes crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I love that. It's like and, the dude that takes off his shirt to fight and you're like, oh God, this isn't going to be Yeah, good. this isn't good. Yeah, because that goes one of two ways. Either it's the dude that rips off his shirt and barks a lot but then gets his ass beat or it's like the dude that... It's always the silent ones for me that I've noticed have been yeah. like, like the guy who's not saying shit is the one that's like thinking. He's like, oh, I'm gonna, this is how yeah. I'm going to get you back type shit. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like I don't know why people freak out about that. And like, I think it's interesting. So from like from when you graduated and started in like doing social media stuff, uh, I feel like it's evolved, and you could probably tell me more about that. But I feel like it's evolved from like Twitter was made for like breaking news type shit, and like it's very similar to Tor. Have you ever heard of Tor? Uh, so Tor is like a software that you can download that is what literally gives you access to like the deep web, and part of the deep web is like the dark net or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, essentially, it's another browser service. But what that was originally made for was like. If you were in a country that had like like North Korea, if you were in North Korea and you wanted to receive information or get information out, you obviously couldn't do it on a normal web browser because they'd find you and then they'd like, yeah, yeah. kill your whole family. So they made this software that you could download where you could go on there and basically it pings your IP off a thousand different things. So FYI, any older people listening to this... Don't be scared by the term dark web. You don't need to go buy the yeah. fucking McAfee like security bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's fine. Oh, Literally, yeah. no one gives a shit about your information. For real, except they, for like, maybe politicians, and all they want is to know, like, you know, are you going to vote Republican or Democrat? Like, it's the only thing that gives a shit. Yeah. About, it, so. Well, so my thing is, it's it's interesting because Facebook obviously was started to be like a social thing on college campuses. Then it's evolved into what it is now. Twitter, I feel like, started to be 
something where it was like kind of almost like breaking news, like like raw news. Like yeah. people would post videos or, or do a tweet or whatever yeah. it is, but it'd be like real raw and usually always used for like important news. Yeah, it's always and real now, time. Yeah, so, so it, I, I just, it's interesting how that started from that. And then now it's become a focal point in businesses, which is like where you come in. Like somebody would be like, hey, I don't know how to grow my business on social media. I don't know how to market or do any of that. And then you would come in from what I understand and be like, okay, so this is kind of how you want to set it up. This is how you'd use these social media outlets to recruit people yeah. or market for your company or whatever it is. Uh, so that has that just been like a crazy, because I imagine it changed from when you graduated when things were like, hey, this is what Twitter is and Facebook to where it is now. Has it just been like an ongoing fuck fest of well, changes? Yeah, it's interesting because you have, so Facebook is, I think, the most interesting to me because it, um, it like started out as kind of a, more um i don't know like not stingy but just kind of a more uptight face or myspace well, ivy league schools and stuff right yeah like yeah and so yeah. when you first started on that when i i signed up in like 2006 or 7 something like that and that's as myspace is kind of starting to go on the way out and Fucking myspace dumb. was very much like if you had your own super shitty website, but you wanted to have all of your friends tied to it, like that's kind <laughs> of my thing. They let you customize everything on. Do you remember it was it Photo Bucket? Uh, do you remember when that was a thing? Or I think it was Photo I, Bucket where you. I still it, use it every once in a while when you have like a lot of like crap and you need pictures, to dump right? onto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they have like Imager and shit now where it's all yeah, that, but that sort of no, stuff. No, I just remember, I think that was it, right? It was like the, like before we jumped on MySpace. It was like I remember some weird website that we would go and like you post a couple of pictures of yourself on or whatever, and it was like. Uh, that might have been. I'm trying to remember. I'm more lame, dude. Like for me, it goes AOL Instant Messenger and then MySpace. Like it jumped. Yeah. yeah. XX Hell froze over XX. Fuck yeah, bro. Uh, (laughs) Was it Big Boy Six Nine Five Seven? Bro, mine was. I was so stupid because I was trying to do Skater Guy with an eight, and I put S K A Ader Guy. Skater Guy. Um, for people that are like not from the 90s you have no idea what we're talking yeah. about but imagine like the shittiest chat rooms of all yeah. time and shittiest messaging like a worse facebook messenger <laughs> but i loved it yeah um, um yeah sorry i got off so myspace topic. would let you customize everything facebook when you first signed up it was very much like you could just post text on people's walls and you could post fi- uh, photos and stuff like that but it was really like when facebook started out it wasn't until i think 2008 or something where they allowed non-college students, like you didn't have to have a university email address to be able to create a Facebook. So it was either 2007, 2008 when they started that. So then everyone could jump on. And Facebook has had this thing where it's like, it then turned into like a mob of businesses were on there all of a sudden and all, you know, like, and they still are, but now it's kind of with the, like I said, with the new algorithm, they're rolling it back a bit. So now it's not quite as crazy as it was for a little while. So Facebook is pretty interesting. Twitter started out as just text-based, like you could just post whatever on there, right? You could have text-based messaging, you could talk to people, you could follow people. Um, I remember when Twitter, Ashley Kutcher was the first person to get a million followers on Twitter. Yeah, and everyone I was remember freaking that being out about like a that. staple. That was like 2008 or 2009. Because he's been, he's another guy that's really big in the social media, right? He always yeah. has been. He's like one of the front runners of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so... But for me, it used to be really cool because not as many people were on it. You know, you had like, a, let's say maybe 10 million people, right? Which in the spectrum of things is not that many. Yeah. And I remember that was, Twitter was the first place that uh, and it became a big story. But it was the first place I heard about like the plane crashing into the Hudson 
or uh, Michael Jackson dying. Like I remember posts like of people were literally like waiting outside of the hospital trying to figure out what was happening with him. And I was just like following the hashtag on Twitter, like hashtag Michael Jackson or whatever on Twitter that day. And you would just get updates and people would be like, okay, so I'm hearing this now and I'm hearing this now. And you would it was like happening in real time. It was fucking crazy. I'd never experienced anything like that. Normally it's like, you know, you, cause I remember after I heard about it, I called some people. I was like, holy shit, Michael Jackson died. Like what the fuck? And they, no one knew had what heard that that had wait, happened. What are you talking about? Yeah, like I remember mom calling me at like 6 p.m. that evening saying, oh my God, did you hear Michael Jackson? I just heard it on the news. And you're like, yeah, that happened like six hours ago. And that's when you find out about it. And it was just. Damn. And now, now you find out uh, what Kim Kardashian's ass looks like. Yeah. Well, and so then the other thing um, you had, it was really cool because then you had foreign countries and stuff like. Um, who was it? Was it Libya or I can't remember that or like war torn countries where that was the only way they could get out communication. Egypt, I think. Wasn't okay, it? I yeah, think it was, that was Egypt. Egypt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uprising in Egypt. That's right. Yeah, uh, and I remember um, that being a big thing where I was like, "What the fuck?" Is and so clear? they were posting pictures, and that was the easiest way for them to post out and get the word out as to what the hell was happening because yeah. a lot of these places you have state run media outlets, and so there's no like, how do you get any you of this out? Yeah, yeah. so. That was pretty interesting. And now, honestly, what's funny is, is up until Trump was running in the election of 2016, so let's say 2014 to 2015 era, um, Twitter was like in deep shit. People were thinking that Twitter was going to go belly up because they just couldn't find a um, like a substantial way to make money. Like they wouldn't sell to a bigger company and they, you know, it was one of those things and they couldn't figure out how to make it a profitable company. And then all of a sudden, like with Trump jumping on there, you have fucking everyone signing up for Twitter, you know, just cause it was just such a crazy thing. And yeah, that so was his was outlet like a, of choice. He, he was and, a big, like he was a big turner well, in that or what? I, I mean, it may not have been him specific. Like, it's not like he was saying, Hey, go sign up for Twitter. Yeah. But it's like, he just posted every thought he had on Twitter Man, and I'm nowhere so glad else. He doesn't do that. And anymore. so I know Jesus Christ. <laughs> and so, um, and so he would just post everything on there. And so you have a lot of people, including like news outlets and stuff going like, okay, so we're going to literally have to cover his Twitter all the time now, because this is how he posts all of his stuff It's only wow. on here. And so then you have a lot of other people that are like, oh, like, I really like what Donald Trump's saying. But he's saying all of it on Twitter. What's Twitter? And then they, you have all these people that normally would have never our, been our at dad. the forefront of like tech or anything signing up for twitter and i would say our dad just because trump's on there but i still yeah. think he doesn't know what twitter well is. and on top of it too twitter like i said is a place where they literally just don't give a shit they don't regulate much. they kind of do sometimes but it's not very much like they really don't give a fuck what is being posted on there most of yeah. the time so um so that helped too is that you have all these people that are like oh they don't regulate anything on there. I can get on there, you know, it's like Reddit, but I can jump on there and post it all publicly now. Like, fuck yeah, yeah I'm going to do that. Um, I mean, Jesus Christ, like Reddit and 4chan post a lot of crazy ass shit, but even their moderators are better than Twitter sometimes. So, um, yeah, it was, it, it's crazy to see how Twitter, and now it's like, I used to love being on Twitter. I'd be on there all day and I would read everyone that was on, that I was following. I would like read all their shit as I was, I'd spend hours on there all day. And now, if I'm on for 10 minutes, I'm fucking pissed off. Because everyone's just <laughs> saying so dumbass shit. Yeah. yeah. And, but it's like, 
I still want to be on there because I get news quickly. Like I get it before you'll get it anywhere else. And True. so I don't know. It's like Twitter was like the 24 hour news cycle, but a crowdsourced one. But now that's how all the 24 hour news cycles are anyway. So it doesn't matter. Like Very it's all so. just yeah, hot garbage. Yeah, that's kind of crazy how... Twitter's like kind of style there really changed a lot of how the news is done too, which is like well, no one insanity. Has, well, speaking as someone who has had ADHD for fucking ever, um, Twitter is like the ultimate way to you know, like it's it's social media in general is the best way because you just can refresh it and it's new shit new pops shit. up constantly, yep. and so you just so like feeding your brain at all times. But it's unfortunate that now that's how all of our like. Everything TV news cycle is because it's just fucking yeah, everyone's terrible. everyone's attention spans have pretty much been shot, especially yeah. like younger people. Well, it's like now, you like it's feeding just... your brain, but at the same time, you don't want it to be fed with a bunch of nonsensical bullshit. Exactly. That's not yeah. true. Yeah. And so that's the problem is it's just I'm also I have my undergrad in journalism. So everything that's been happening in the news for the last three years has been like a goddamn nightmare you know See, it just makes you want to throw up everywhere well that's why so. i thought this would be cool because you and i mean got... this on both sides i'm just <laughs> saying like there are a lot of people that i know that are very liberal that say a bunch of dumbass shit online oh yeah and a yeah, lot yeah. of it is untrue like i've seen especially like memes and shit getting shared on both sides where and like a very quick Google search, you can see that it's debunked. Like whatever is being said on there is not true. It takes you two seconds to figure out that it's not fucking true. And no one bothers to do any of that. And I think that's the problem. Yeah. Then that's like you see a picture of it on Facebook and you're like, well, this must be true because, you know, my great aunt, blah, 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 shared it. Like, of course, this is true. Someone <laughs> took the time to make a picture and put some text on there. Like, it's got to be 100 percent true. I'm sharing it right now without even checking to see. If it's true or not. And it's That's... just... Ugh. <laughs> God. Okay, sorry. Well, no, 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 you're good. That was bad. I, see, well, I was, was going to ask you what you thought the shittiest part of social media was, but I think we just nailed it on the yeah. head there. Um, the shittiest... Like, the irony is, the thing that keeps social media afloat is the people, and the worst, worst part about social media is the <laughs> fucking people. Dude, that, I think that's the same with, with just about anything that you look at. Any, any uh, you know... Like, if you're in a band, like... Humans are... The, we're awful. We're all just yeah, awful. Yeah, we're just fucking terrible. We people. can never have nice and things. And now everyone's got a voice to be able to say whatever dumb shit goes through their head yeah. at any moment in time, so it's just fucking All I can think of is, like, uh, what was it, the day the Earth stood still? Yeah. Where they're like, yeah, so we're gonna, like, obliterate your whole planet because you guys don't deserve any of this shit anymore, so yeah. you're all gonna fucking die. Like, that's... That's, it's just, that's where we're headed to, I think. I know. Um, uh, all right, well, yeah, really the uh, the the last thing because I wanted to do this because you do have a very unique background because you do have journalism, but you also were one of the first like I think Texas State was one of the first colleges right that had the degree in like new media. Like, yeah, the, one they were the yeah they were one of the ones. first ones in the nation to have like a digital media master's program. Yeah, and shout out to Cindy Royal, bro, hey, hey. best professor ever. Um, See, I remember when that happened. Like, if you tried to explain that to somebody, they're like, "What the fuck? You can get like you can do that." It's like it's like now telling somebody you can make a million dollars playing video games every day or whatever yeah. it is. It's kind of like wait, what? That's a thing? You're not having to go work in a factory or something or own some, you know, white collar business. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that, I thought that that was pretty cool. Cause I, I don't know, sh- especially since before we started this, I didn't really know anything about social media other than like Facebook is where I'll post something really stupid about my day. And that was about it. Um, but it's kind of interesting how that's gone over. So like if somebody was starting something new, whether they're an artist, business, whatever it is, uh, what would you say, they should do in terms of show, social media if they want to 
I don't know, get their shit out there, I guess. So I mean, it, it doesn't hurt to look at every different social media outlet and see what would work best for you. Um, I mean, I would... It helps with like communication and it helps with, let's say, if you're if it's something that you have that you're trying to sell, it's a great way to communicate where you can build your own website and have your shop on there and you can post up pictures or video or whatever it is that you do. You can post it up and people can look at it from all around the world, which I think is really cool, you know, yeah. um, and that's kind of why I flocked to social media in the first place is it started, like I said, with like. AOL Instant Messenger, where you'd go into chat rooms and you meet people from all over the fucking world, and it's just this cool way to communicate, and it just kept evolving and evolving, and now you can do it with your business, and you can do it with yourself, like, as your own brand. You get to be your own brand. Um, so, I mean, check out every avenue and see what works. I mean, there are people that I know that have, like, 50,000 followers on Instagram and, like, three on Twitter. So, don't... Yeah say you know don't think like oh crap it's not working because no one gives a shit on twitter or you know what i mean like just try everything and grind, see what happens man. So, so just like just like everything else it's, it's a grind yeah. you just gotta keep doing it and it's just there's just a lot out there so find a way that you can stick out i mean if you have your own art that you do post it all the time post um like a time lapse of you doing it or you know what i mean like find cool ways to I guess, uh, promote what you have, but cool, cool. social media is, is a great way to do it. Um, there's just build your own website. That's the first thing I can say before you do anything else. If you have any sort of business brand, whatever, like I am so thankful that I learned how to build a website in undergrad and then got even better at it in grad school because it's just a great landing page for all of your stuff. I finally updated my website after like Four years of doing nothing with it. I finally put nice. like a portfolio together and put it on there because if anyone Googles your name, like this my domain is just shondooley.com. And so if anyone Googles me, that'll be one of the first things to come up. So it's good to have a page where you're like, I can control this. I can post whatever I want on it and, you know, make it look profesh or whatever. Cool. cool. Yeah. And I know there's. My website uh, does still look like shit though, but at least it has my portfolio on it now. So that's the only nice. thing that matters. Yeah, and I know, and if you think that that sounds like some daunting task, you can go to like Squarespace or yeah, it's it, Wix. Easy. There's a bunch of places where it's literally drag and drop to build. Yeah, a WordPress. There's plenty of other things where you can build it all very easily. You don't have to know coding or anything like that. All so. right, so uh, now we're getting getting towards the end here. So I'm gonna change it up a little bit. Uh, I know you spend a lot of time uh, creating content with your brother. Is that correct? Uh yeah yeah it would right. help right. if uh, if you learned how to read we're working <laughs> well, on gonna, that though I was gonna we're working ask, on that uh, though so since you guys work on some of its stuff together uh, what would you say is the most annoying thing about your brother ooh uh I don't know and don't worry he's not here you thing. can be as honest as you want he's not <laughs> sitting right across from you <laughs> that's alright he wouldn't know what I was saying anyway fair enough the kid um, sounds dumb as shit doesn't know how to speak English <laughs> he doesn't know how to speak good I don't know that's an interesting question. Nice. I mean, I'll have to get a. I gotta get that my was list my out. only goal so for this many. entire thing. Aside from providing like good content on what you know, I was like, I gotta throw one in there that Brain's he's like, like, fuck, I don't know what to say. Okay, <laughs> what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna spend a half hour getting you all worked up and angry about social media stuff, yep. and then I'm gonna ask you this question. Yeah, yeah. So annoying. Yeah, it's the most annoying thing about your brother. This question. <laughs> this question. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, fine, fine. fine. Uh, how about um. All right. Well, I don't really have a better one than that. Uh, okay. What's the best thing about your brother, Sean? Ooh. Uh, how, dude? He's just like so swole. He's exactly. <laughs> all the time. 
If you ever thought yeah, you were going to get a legitimate answer. sounds like a answer, fucking right? handsome motherfucker, dude. I got to meet that guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think there are shirts built with sleeves that would... That would hold him in. All right. Well, I got to meet him sometime. Maybe we'll bring him in. But uh, yeah, thanks so much for for your time, man. Anything else you want to say? Random off the dome stuff? For no, um, man, y'all studio is like really awesome. It's dope. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. I'm glad that you guys had a, a Lambo come pick me up. I mean, look, we try and do what we can to, to help our guests out. You know, yeah. like we we try and make it to where you are you are as comfortable as possible, and uh, you know. Oh, yeah, and I met y'all's guard dogs. There's uh, one of them just kept like trying to headbutt everything. The other one yeah, looks that's, like a that's that's like a that's pretty common. Uh, who barks really loud, but then comes and like headbutts your wiener. Yeah, and w- well, the good news is we have goodie bags too. So we have uh, multiple copies of a lot of movies, and Fuck I'm yeah. sending you home with Rush Hour, the original copy on dvd because we have i do see i do see a copy of mona lisa smile so i may have to yeah, snag that dude, too that'll get you going so but, uh, uh, yeah y'all's y'all's uh offices y'all's studio is like um at the dentist's office when you're a kid and have that little treasure box and you just go grab you're welcome but it's all old and you're all DVDs excited until no you wants. actually grab the treasure you're like fuck this yeah it's like a sticky hand it breaks something. in your hand <laughs> yeah that's what we're here for but uh cool man well uh if people want to reach out to you have any questions on anything where should i do that at uh super happy nerd time or Dope. my name uh, pretty much everything cool. so that's one thing i'll say if you try to build your own personal brand make it your own name make everything your own name it's much yeah. easier that way and don't ever be afraid to shout it out too man the only way you're ever going to grow is if people know about it so yeah say it loud and proud but yeah. uh like get anyway buff. yeah so Flex. that's uh that's our our special uh first interview with none other than uh the founder, the man, the myth, the legend, Sean Dooley. So you can check him Something out. Like uh, reach out to us on Super Happy Nerd Time if you got any questions. Uh, if you have anything you want to ask him, throw him on there, and I'll be happy to throw him his way. Yeah. And uh, maybe we'll find out what that's, makes his brother so annoying. That was a good, that was a good interview. You did a good you job interviewing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Brandon dude, I got to go through the reps, before, bro. So, yeah. I um, I've only done a couple of them. But we'll, uh, and next week we'll have another special interview planned. It'll be Sean again. We got to bring that. Yeah, it'll be every week until the end of time. And what we're going to do is we're just going to take the same recording and just copy and paste it in the next week. Nice. I like it. the podcast forever. So yeah, tune in every week for the exact same podcast. Um, We're going to take a quick break, though. This is Brandon's Song of the Week. A well-earned Song of the Week. Thank you. Thank you. This this song gets me hyped, so I had to play it. And it's one of the first songs he's put out in a while that I really enjoyed. So this is none other than Drake with God's Plan. Hey, nerd, Sean here. Uh, well, this is the point in the podcast that we would have played Drake's God's Plan, but when we uploaded the podcast the first time, we got a cease and desist from Universal, uh, Drake's label, I guess, and SoundCloud it gave us a strike against our our account. So, um, yeah, we may have to change how we do Songs of the Week in the future. Thanks a lot, Drake. Um, but for right now, I guess you can just enjoy... The silence for a little bit and uh yeah thanks for listening she said do you love me i tell her only partly i only love my bed and my mama i'm sorry hey oh. god's plan i'm sorry god's plan i'm sorry hey at least he's not uh talking about like some chick and i need a one anyway welcome Damn, back Drake in the building <laughs> yeah in studio only for that one snippet drake uh but yeah that's drake with god's plan uh it's a cool video man if you if you guys look up the video he basically took uh the majority of his budget which was almost a million dollars to make the video 
and just goes around handing it out to like places and donating to schools and shit. So yeah, that's awesome. That and his cool move is a good move because he's going to get tax write-offs and a bunch more people looking at that shit. But it was still cool that he went and did it. So uh, anyway, yeah, that was Drake with God's Plan. We're here with our recommendations for the week. I got Skid a few. It. We can kind of talk about uh, like upcoming video game releases or... Cool. I got, I'm ready to roll. I got, I got some recommendations right. that everyone needs to check out. What do you got? Uh, so Mr. Robot, man, I finally fucking got Amazon Prime Video <laughs> where I can watch them again. Yeah. So I'm re-watching the first season. I still got two seasons to go after that. But uh, also I'm doing a bunch of coding stuff too. I'm in a coding boot camp. So it just makes me want to be a hacker essentially. Uh, but Mr. Robot is an awesome show. You can find it. I think it's, I think it's, was it USA or it's on one yeah, of the it's channels. On USA. Yeah, USA. And it's also on, if you have Amazon Prime Video, you can watch it there. There's the only places I've found it. Um, I'm sure it's somewhere else, but check out uh, Mr. Robot. And then uh, we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, but um, if you guys get bored, man, go over to like Khan Academy or something, K-A-H-N Academy, and check out some coding classes. It's a really cool thing to start learning, and uh, it's a lot of fun, especially if you're kind of a nerd and want to do something it's that makes you feel like a hacker. It's never a bad idea to know how to code, honestly. Yeah, man, the, especially like if you want trying to change careers or anything like that, it's, it's pretty dope. And I'm uh, diving very deep into the HTML CSS right now, so I'm still a noob, but I'm getting there, and it's a lot of fun. So uh, check that out, and then uh, really that, that yeah that was it. I'm covered. What do you got? Um, okay, so Atlanta is back, and it is just as good as the first season. So check that out. It's on FX. Um, I don't know if you can watch past episodes on Hulu, but anyway, it's been great. It's such an interesting show. It goes from like really emotional to like really funny and it kind of just bounces back and forth a lot it's pretty crazy uh that's donald glover's show that he yeah. has on fx um the show an animated series on tbs called final space is about halfway through the first season and it's pretty awesome i enjoy it it's like not kind of rick and morty but not really um this guy is in like a space prison or whatever and I don't know. You just have to check it out. But it's an animated show, so it's pretty ridiculous. But it has, like, an overarching story. Like, each episode... It's like a serial show, right? So it's like each episode builds onto the next one. Yeah. Which is very not like Rick and Morty, where each episode is pretty yeah, much a standalone. it's entirely different. Yeah, so... Um, but I know that that's probably the first thing people think of when they watch this show. But it's a little different it's not as kind of nonsensical as yeah. that uh but it's awesome final space you can watch it on tbs i think you can download the tbs app and watch it as well um but yeah and then alienist on tnt there's been like a bunch of good shows alienist is pretty crazy i think it's about to be at its season finale um it's like a 10 episode mini series and it's about um this guy who's trying to find a Jack the Ripper type character in New York city, uh, about the turn of the century of, uh, 1900s. So like yeah. early, early, no, it's like 1897 or something like that is when it takes place. And okay. it's pretty cool. Um, it's like the very beginnings of, uh, what do they call it? Um, like criminal investigators, you know, oh, where nice. they're trying nice. to get into the psyche of the the serial killers or whatever. Okay. Kind of like the show Criminal Minds, but if it took place in fucking 1895. Yeah. Is that one on Netflix? No. No, it's on TNT. TNT I don't okay. know. Well, because they have a show it. on Netflix that's very similar to that, and I don't know. It's not in the 1890s, though. It's like. The, oh, I know you're talking you know about. Where they go yeah, into yeah, like yeah. 
I think it was like Jeffrey Dahmer and like those yeah, guys. Mind Hunter. Into, Mind Hunter. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds. So this is kind of like that, but but it's in not the real. It's, and it's not yeah. real. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, gotcha. It's fun though. Um, nice. Check that one out. And then finally, Legion season two starts on April third, so next week. Oh snap! I am so excited. That show is absolutely insane. If you didn't watch the first season last year, check it out. Aubrey Plaza is fantastic in it. Um, probably one of my favorite TV characters in a long time. And the whole show is just a trippy ass show. It's um, if it's like an X Men type show. Because some of them technically were part of the X-Men, I guess. Um, All told from the perspective of Legion, who is a Professor X-type character. He has uh, telepath abilities. But he's also a schizophrenic. And so the whole show is told from his perspective. So half the time you don't know if what he's seeing is really happening or what the hell is going on. Yeah, it's real trippy. But... um, it's by the same showrunner that did Fargo, so it's it's awesome. I loved it. So check out Legion season two, April third. There you go. Yep. And uh, yeah, so that's all week. I got for recommendations. Um, hope you guys are all having a great week. Hope you have a great Friday and weekend and all of that other fun stuff. Um, we'll be back next week with our next episode. Yeah, and if y'all uh, want to see it, uh, we are twitching, or sorry, we are streaming now <laughs> on, on Twitch, Twitch, Mixer, uh, Facebook Live, and I think there was one other one that I'm forgetting. Oh, YouTube. Yeah, so check those out if you guys want to check out the live stream. Uh, if you do have an Amazon Prime account, you get a free subscription, so if you mm-hmm. want to sub to us, that'd be dope, and uh, you can do it for free, and I'll show you how. So Sweet. Check root. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, Drop us a review on iTunes, if you please. That would be great. Uh, Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.